0: You are listening to the Salty Catholic Podcast. I'm your host, Anas Kesto. I'm salty not just because Jesus says you're the salt of the earth, but also because I'm salty in the sense that I'm watching the culture shift towards this progressive ideology and it's becoming more anti-Christian by the day, and it's been slowly destroying our Christian values. I'm also salty because I'm watching Catholics become very lukewarm in their faith and not standing up and defending against this secular culture. So I'm here to sprinkle in a little bit of flavor. All right, let's begin. Can you separate religion from politics? Is it possible for a Catholic to only be Catholic in private life, but not really in a public or social setting? In the last episode, I went over how language is being changed to manipulate the culture. You know, you make subtle changes to language, um, you change thought, and when you change thought, you can fundamentally change a culture. I went over phrases like love is love and women's reproductive rights and how they actually don't mean what they really mean on face value, but there's a Deep rooted evil behind these sugar-coated phrases and all these euphemisms are meant to do one thing and one thing only, to pull us away from the truth, to get us to accept some pretty evil and horrendous ideas. In this episode, I'm gonna focus on one specific idea that's so ridiculous, so meaningless, yet I've seen many Catholics you know, fall for it when they when they hear this phrase. That idea is keep religion out of politics, keep religion to yourself. I've seen so many Catholics, good Catholics, They cower and retreat and get all nervous and just don't know what to say anymore when they're having a discussion with somebody regarding any type of public policy that um, either goes against scripture or church teaching, like abortion, for example, because they're told to keep their religion out of politics. And let me just say this. Those who use that line, you know, keep religion out of politics, they're the biggest cowards. They say this because they want to put that person who they know is religious in a corner just to avoid having a serious discussion with them, just plain cowards. So let's break this down and why, why this is absolutely a ridiculous idea. So first, the word politics comes from the Greek word politica, which literally translates to affairs of the cities. Politics is how we humans discuss what's best for our society and how we should behave. So with that said, how does one expect a Catholic to keep religion out of a discussion that has to do with how society behaves? We have the ultimate guide on how humans ought to behave. I mean, we have, we have scripture. We have the church. We have Jesus Christ, who is the truth. You want us to keep that away from something that has a huge impact on culture? Absolutely not. And it's not like, you know, all of a sudden, in the past 10 years or so, Catholics finally decided to start discussing politics. Many popes, many bishops, many church leaders in the past have wrote and spoke out against great evils that came from the political sphere. I mean, we can spend days quoting... Uh, The popes and bishops and and them taking a stand against things like abortion, socialism, the sexual revolution, feminism, and all all sorts of things that the secular world is uh, trying to shove down our throat. What's funny is... Every single person who tells you to keep religion out of politics has absolutely no problem shoving their politics into your religion. I mean, a great example of this is our current president, Joe Biden, who claims to be a devout Catholic and all those around him also love to tell that he's a devout Catholic. While he was the vice president, he sued Catholic nuns. (laughs) He sued the little sisters of the poor, you know, a devout Catholic uh, who's in power sues nuns. Why? Because they wouldn't pay for abortion, drugs, and contraceptives. And nobody from the left cried out to keep politics out of religion. They harassed the nuns because they didn't want to do something that's in clear violation of not only their conscience, but the Catholic faith. And then they had the nerve to tell the nuns to keep their religion out of politics? Give me a break. No, no, no. I say it's a good thing that Catholics get involved in these types of political and social conflicts. And it's not like the the church has always remained silent on issues like this either especially the ones that are um, have clear violation of human rights. They've done it in the past plenty of times and actually ended up having a very positive impact on society. A good example I can give you is in the 1960s, many church leaders took an active role in trying to help solve the problem of school segregations. You know, there were schools for black students, and then there were schools for white students. They couldn't they couldn't uh, in- integrate. Uh, they had to keep them separate. So the first school in the country uh, to integrate black and white students was in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, the, uh, the high school was called Father Ryan High School. It was an all-boys Catholic school. They decided to be the first ones to integrate black and white students. After that, many Catholic schools in the South ended up following suit, and a lot of public schools started to take notice and started doing the same thing, too. But what's not surprising at all is that the vast majority of people who were for segregation—they wanted the black and white students to be separated—they were—they were non-believers, or at least they were the ones that pretended to be, you know, devout Christians to win votes of the faithful. Uh, they were the ones that were against it. Those church leaders—they kept calling them, "Oh, you—you you hypocrites and you Pharisees! You don't allow." Uh, you don't allow black people in your churches, but you sit here and you're allowing black students in your, uh, in your schools just to make a political statement. You should keep your religion out of your politics. Isn't it true, like even in today's world, it's usually the non-religious, and to put it mildly, the ones who are very lukewarm in their faith at best, and at most they're just a uh, Catholic in name only, they're the ones that are telling the religious people to keep religion out of politics. It's never the other way around. And let's be very clear about something. The church is allowed to, by law, to talk about public policy, any public policy that it feels is violating human rights. It has not only the right, but the obligation to inform the faithful on any matter regarding morality. And the funny thing is, only when the church disagrees with the secular progressive policy, then all of a sudden the bishops are playing politics and they should just stick to theology. And the sad part is, most of the time you hear this from Catholics who are really upset about these policies or the way the bishops are you know discussing these public policies and saying you know these these bishops they just need to stick to theology they need to stick to the bible they shouldn't stick their nose in politics i mean a good example is the latest attack came because uh the usccb that's the u.s conference of catholic bishops they voted to approve to move forward on drafting a document that would discuss denying the eucharist to any politician that publicly endorses or promotes abortion Oh man, the things that were being said by even so-called Catholics—you know, oh, the Eucharist is being weaponized. Come on now. I mean, speaking of the 1960s, I just kind of talked about uh, school segregation. There were bishops that were denying Eucharist to any politician who openly supported segregation laws. The same thing was uh, the same thing was being said about the bishops back then as they are now. You know, the Eucharist is being weaponized. Keep religion out of politics. I bet you no sane person right now looks back at that decision by the bishops to integrate schools and then deny the Eucharist to any pro-segregation politician and thinks, you know, that, that was a pretty bad move on the church. I really think uh, they should have never gotten involved in politics. I mean, here's the thing you have to keep in mind. Politics is the secular world's religion. Look at the similarities, especially within the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church is um, has sacraments, so the secular world has to have sacraments as well. We have infant baptism, and we offer up sacrifice uh, at Mass in the form of the Eucharist. They also do something with infants, except it's abortion. So they abort infants, and they offer them up as a sacrifice at the altar of liberation and freedom and, you know, women's health care. We have indulgences to pay for our temporal sins to please our God and our Maker. They have indulgences in a form of carbon tax to please the sun god, the sun monster. We have patron saints to look to as examples uh, to what it means to live a Christ-like life. They have patron saints in the form of activists like Colin Kaepernick. They desperately want a religion, but they just don't want God. They want God to be completely out of their you know, form of religion, their man-made religion. They'd rather man be center of it instead of God. This is why they hate it when you bring your religion into their religion, which is politics. The, the truth just makes them feel a little icky. But the church is allowed to play politics when it comes to things that are in direct contradiction to her teachings. So let's just say there was a political party with a platform that endorses to, I don't know, be allowed to kill innocent unborn children. Well, when the church stands up and condemns the mass killing of these unborn children, everyone knows by extension the church is condemning that political party as well. But the church gets accused of quote-unquote playing politics when in fact the church is just simply fulfilling her God-given obligation to defend the fundamental human dignity of a person. The problem isn't that the church is playing politics. It's the fact that many so-called Catholics and Christians want to conform their conscience to their own political and personal uh, preferences rather than the teachings of scripture in the church. No matter what anyone tells you, religion defines politics. Nobody said it better than Cardinal Manning. He famously said, all human conflict is ultimately theological. And essentially, that's what we're trying to figure out when we discuss politics. We're solving conflicts that we should be using our religion, in particular Christianity, to solve these issues. The way I see it, at the core of every political disagreement, there's a struggle. There's a struggle between those who support and trust God and those who are against God, those who don't trust Him, or those who don't want Him. The ones that lean more towards a... Progressive liberal side of things tend to reject many ten- tenets of Christianity because they see God as um, responsible for suffering in the world. They see Him as an obstacle to achieve greatness and liberation. They want to be liberated from God and they're too naive to realize that God's the one that liberates them. And generally speaking, the more conservative Christians, you know, th- the Christians who understand what it truly means to be a follower of Christ, we recognize that. Humans are to blame for everything, not God. Unless you're a Calvinist, then everything's God's fault, but I don't want to get on a tangent. The question is not do we believe in God, but do we blame God? Do we blame God or do we trust him? Those that are more on the left with more of a a socialist ideology believe that they can do better than God. They believe they can build a godlike government to provide heaven on earth. They're too arrogant to blame themselves. As Christians, of course we support trying to build a better society. The Bible, I mean, especially in the Old Testament, is a story of how God leads his people into a better world. But we recognize that humans are flawed. And if power is centralized, then it'll always lead to corruption. And guess what? The Bible's full of stories like that as well. One famous example is King Herod. He had so much power, so much control under him, and he was so self-centered that he was He was afraid of being taken, um, of his power being taken away. So he had no hesitation to order the murder of all the infants in Bethlehem just to get rid of Jesus, who he heard was a king that was born and thought he was going to take his place. And when I say that this is a struggle between either people who trust God and people who don't trust God, who hate God, this is not something new that I came up with or something that I just thought of. It's actually in the book of Samuel, the people wanted a king to take care of all their needs, just as many people today want the government to take care of everything they ever need. They didn't get that, so they started getting very, very angry. You know what God told Samuel? He said to him, they have not rejected you, they have rejected me. Those who attack Christianity are against the church as much as they are against God. They blame God instead of blaming themselves as they try to build the Tower of Babel and believe that they can build something man-made, like a man-made paradise here on the world. They believe they can govern evil out of existence because God is not doing a good job. Clearly, he's not doing a good job. So they feel like they can put more policies in place. They can promote certain things that God was just not able to handle. So let man deal with it because God clearly couldn't do it. And that's the reason why they want you to keep religion out of politics. They believe that they no longer need God and that they could just solve problems using human thinking, not divine thinking. And what are the results of religion being forced out of politics, being bullied out of politics, I should say? Well, first, they don't trust that God will provide for them in their most difficult times, so they give abortion as an option to take oneself out of a bad predicament. They blame God by saying things like, God made me this way to justify homosexual behavior instead of seeking God for comfort and healing. So whatever we do in this struggle, we must first and foremost, and most importantly, cling to God and know that there is no one good but Him. That's what the struggle is all about and we know who wins at the end i mean we, we have a book that tells us who wins at the end right christ conquers death you know in second corinthians chapter 2 saint paul says but things be to god always leads us in triumph in christ and manifests through us the fragrance of knowledge of him in every place so to my fellow catholics don't fall for that trick that you should keep your religion out of politics You shouldn't keep Christ out of anything. But with that said, we also need to be careful not to go fully the other way, where we also make politics our religion. Yeah, I mean, sure, it's fun to own the libs on social media, and trust me, no one knows that as much as I do, but let's not make that our main goal in life. We need to be careful not to cling to politicians like they do and assume that they'll save us. No man can save us. No man will ever save you from anything. Many will say that they can, but they won't. We just have to be brave, We need to put on the armor of God and preach the gospel to the world and preach the truth that the evils of the secular world are very, they're very manipulative and they will drag us away from God. We need to always be ready to have these types of discussions with people and not allow them to put any restrictions on the way you think or, for example, if you're in a sword fight and you have a much bigger and stronger sword, would you put that down because the other person told you so? You'd be a fool. So don't be a fool and lay down your strongest weapon, which is the word of God, just because someone else tells you to put it down. Like the book of Proverbs in chapter 29, it says, when the righteous increase, the people rejoice, but when the wicked rule, the people groan. Amen. That brings me to the end of the episode. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for tuning in and listening. Also, please check out the other two podcasts uh, from ECRC, The Catholic Avengers by my brothers, Jeff and Pilar, and The Right to be Catholic by some guy I'd rather not mention. I just don't want to give him any recognition. But anyway, God bless you always. Please keep me in your prayers as I keep you in mind. And remember, be salty.